0: Hello and welcome to episode 15, where we're taking a look at the very first character ever seen in Blake 7's first two seasons opening credits, if you discount that pixelated Blake head, the Federation trooper. You there, Ian. Uh, yes, hello,
1: sorry, uh, I don't know if you want to do that again, I was um, very distracted there, sorry.
0: Alright, is it the cat on your lap?
1: Uh, yeah, the cat, the cat was trying to get in, so I'm sort of trying to let her out and open the door, and sorry, yes, I'm, I'm with you now.
0: So. No, that's fine. No, no, let's let's keep going. I thought that pause was that you had had forgotten to take your federation helmet off.
1: Oh, right. Um, no, no. Um, I, I I'm not wearing my federation unit at the moment. My federation uniform. It's uh, it's a bit too warm for that.
0: Yes, it is It is rather warm today, yes. All right. Okay, so we're talking Federation Trooper today, the Federation Trooper. The,
1: the definitive article.
0: The definitive article, yes, the Federation Trooper. You mentioned in a very early episode um, that when you first started watching Blake 7, it was the Federation Trooper that stuck in your mind, that had the most impact, and I can see why, because this is a brilliant visual look, isn't it?
1: It is. I, I can remember there were there were trailers for the first episode and they featured heavily and it was the you know the car park scene and them on their little trolley bus thing um and i i've loved ever since this this look the the helmet is so distinctive and with the 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 green and the clear uh, acrylic bands around it which don't don't really serve any purpose but you can see it. Like you 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 never see a Blake Seven Trooper and think it's anything else. It's so so recognisable, so iconic. Even see, um, I
0: don't like using the word iconic. I- iconic gets used far far too much these days. But that is a yeah. a, a perfect word. It's much like the Stormtroopers in Star Wars. They are I- yeah. I- iconic troopers as well, aren't they?
1: Yeah, I think it, even if you even if you probably have not seen I mean, stormtrooper is slightly different in that even if you've never seen star wars you probably know what a stormtrooper is you, you know you might you might get it wrong i remember when um uh, when i wore my Silo costume um to an event and people were coming up to me and saying that it, some people said oh it's a sailor i brilliant and some people were sort of saying, oh it's a cyberman man and it, a lot of people they sort of recognized it was from something didn't know what it was um and but i don't think the blake 7 if if you if you've seen an episode of blake 7 that's got the federation trooper in you know exactly it's it's yeah. so distinctive i it know a lot of people yeah a lot of people just assume that it's like a a, a world war 2 gas mask with a crash there, and it's not and when you look into it as i as i know you have <laughs> carefully for because you're making one of these uniforms um it's it's really Really well done. It's, there's a lot of thought gone into this. It's not... Especially the helmet. It's very well designed.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Alright. Well, I thought... <clears throat> seeing as we're talking about uh, the troopers... And the fact that the Federation runs its military... Roughly on the same lines as modern armies do... Uh, with a ranking system. So I thought what we'll do is... We, if we start off talking about... You know, your bog standard trooper... And then just mention other ranks as we go along. All right?
1: Yeah. Well, I was um, obviously I, I doing a little bit of research for this. I mean, it's difficult. This is a difficult special in that they appear so often. I don't think we could watch every uh, no. uh, <laughs> every instance of them. So I so um, I watched trial, um, and I got the, I was while I was watching it, I thought this is this is a Napoleonic court case. The the mm. way they're talking, and I thought this is so, because because I sort of think where how is this military working? It's it's not it's not like a World War Two style. It's not a it's not a citizen army. It's not. A... And then I thought this is this is it's it's hornblowing in space again, isn't it? This is this is. is the British is Navy. Yeah, uh, and if as soon as you think of that, it, it all sort of slots in.
0: It does, it does, yes. So. All right, so let's get started. We'll start off at uh, ground level. We'll start off with the private, um, yes. and, uh, let's call privates. Um, the trooper, as <laughs> I say, and he's helmets. The... Yeah, what, <laughs> what a
1: podcast this is going to be.
0: <laughs> as I say, it's the first ever character we see in the show, uh, being in the opening credits. Um, and you all know, you, you know this Ian. Sorry about all this, but the uniform consisted of a black motorbike overall with a cross belt. There is some debate as to what brand of overall was used for the very first uniforms. I mean, it could be Bellstaffs. It could be a company called Eurostyles. Yeah. Um, but whatever, they were black motorbike overalls, um, which you know because you've had some, and I've yes. had some.
1: Yeah, yeah, we, we know how uh, how hot they are to wear and how noisy they are to wear.
0: Well, that is a good point to bring in the guest star, for this uh, episode, I have somebody sat next to me, and uh, I'd like to introduce my bell staff. Right, so here we are, I've got my bell staff, and this is the noise a bell staff makes when you move. Which, when we talked about the way back episode, way back in episode one, we were saying, how could the Federation guards ever creep up on anybody when you've got all the time and as yeah, for the it, static um oh. shocks they must be getting you
1: know well i, I think so the gun, when the guns go off i don't think that's a blast to go enough i think that is the static build. that's static up.
0: discharge yeah. <laughs> all right so yes yeah, so you've got this you've got this black motorbike coverall um yeah. and then you've got a cross belt you've got a belt around the waist and one going up over the shoulder. And it was a simple case of joining two belts together. Now, they were just bog-standard jeans belts bought very, very cheaply. Um, they were so cheap, in in fact, that uh, if you want to be screen accurate and make yourself a Federation trooper outfit, it's a bit of a problem. These, these ni- late 1970s jeans belts uh, were only dyed on the front. So they were black on the front, but tan on the rear and the edge so if you want to be screen accurate you've got to get a belt that has you know is only black on the front and that causes quite a problem because they're quite rare now most most belts you buy now are black leather belts and they're black all over so i know people have to either find the real deal or you actually have to paint your belt on the back and the edges tan to actually match it
1: yeah it's um we've mentioned this before so the BBC making BBC props is is part really enjoyable and part really frustrating because they made stuff as you said cheaply and they would off very often go out and just you know if they could buy ten of something they would Mm. which sometimes makes it really good but sometimes those things have gone Mm. that you know like as you said jeans that fashions move on the way that manufactured move on so it's almost like you've got a it's making a problem for you because you've got products that are available now which aren't as shonky as they were in the 70s mm. and you've got to make them you've got to retro step them backwards to uh to match the cheapness that they were
0: yeah Yeah, because uh, the cheap stuff now isn't as cheap as it was in the 70s. Yes, you're absolutely right. And also, I mean, you know, we're just going to talk about all the different versions and stuff, but it wasn't because there was any game plan of this is a different type of trooper or stuff. They couldn't find those belts anymore. That's why in Season 4, the Federation troopers have got these silver sparkly belts instead of a black leather belt with a black belt buckle, you know?
1: Well, I think, think, again... people might be surprised at the way these programs were made in that now, I mean, if you, if you watch like say the, the making of the Lord of the Rings uh, trilogy and I know we're, we're talking different budgets here, but so they would have people that were designing these things and everything would be designed to the nth degree and everything would be planned out and everything. And of course Blake seven wasn't, I mean, Dr. Who wasn't Blake seven definitely wasn't. Mm. So, so things change and the, the the trooper uniform is is a constant state of flux. Even mm. in an episode, isn't it? Yeah. So you'll 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 look at something and go, Ah, that's what they're using. Brilliant. I'll just make an Oh, there's another person in not wearing it. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very difficult. Um because none of this was I mean it and it could be that they, they planned stuff, they made stuff, they had the costume designer design it, they had the costume maker make it. They turn up on set, something rips, so they bung some tape over it mm. it it's it's a nightmare for the costumer
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah if you've got to replicate that yes yeah i mean as i say you know i'm oh sorry as you say um i'm in the process of uh, uh yeah. putting together my own federation trooper outfit and it's with the uk garrison and the uk garrison you know the the, the ethos of of that community is it has to be screen accurate to yeah. actually Pass muster and get you cleared so that you can go out and troop you know and with the federation trooper that has become a bit of a problem because <laughs> if somebody says i'm going to make a trooper the first question is what trooper oh, from yeah. wh- which season but the, the, the general consensus for your, your your basic you know average one that they've decided on is basically a season two trooper that because that seems to be the most consistent when you know season two that you didn't have much in the way of variation, okay? But yeah. uh, that's not to say that if somebody wants to have a spangly silver, you know, you know, belt, you can and be a season four, you know? But we'll be talking about them in a minute. But you'll be okay? shunned
1: and pushed to one side. <laughs> you
0: will, <laughs> yes, you will. And I like, you know, you were saying there about, you know, it's out of necessity they that they had to work cheaply and you do what you can with what you've got. And th- th- this uh, bell stuff, uh Hello, Bell Staff, um, that sat next to me. Um, It was just a case of on the left arm, there's a Bell Staff logo, which has to be unpicked. Um, And there's also a left chest pocket. And the Federation logo that sits over that, um, it was glued on. Originally, they were glued on with wig tape and then sewed on. Okay? Yeah. So that's that. The very first boots that they ever, the the very first Federation troopers used, are still unknown. Um, that they, they were some sort of boots that had sculpted fake laces on the front, and and you know nobody has been able to find out what they are. Um, but very soon afterwards, the switch was made to Derry boots.
1: Yeah, which everyone recognizes the the dairy boot but I, I i imagine those first boots probably they went out to some army surplus mm. i mean i to, i you don't really get army surplus stores as we knew them then now because no. it, it, it's it's almost it's bizarrely as well the the modern military is over designed in the it's most modern military they they Use similar equipment to other countries, and everything. but going back, especially like um, late mid to late seventies. So this equipment would have been probably early seventies to late sixties equipment that appears in the army surplus of the day. So they could have been some, you know, a Czechoslovakian winter boot or something yes. like that. And they've just seen, oh look, there's there's forty pair of boots. Let's buy them. And the chances of ever find them again are probably zero. Mm-hmm.
0: It's a very t- funny time that I mean, you, you you just reminded me. I mean, I guess you knew uh, 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 of an army surplus store. We definitely had one, and and, and yeah. it was a bit bizarre because I can remember you you went in there and there was like decommissioned hand grenades. You had all this yeah. old World War One and Two things, and there there were flying helmets. And I remember in our one there was a Luger. There was a real Luger. Yeah. That oh, and a German World War Two German helmet that I I, I really wanted and that's just bizarre now to think that there was a shop and you could go in and you just buy you know yeah and it literally <laughs> was weapons
1: yeah it's not like not like today so if you go you go on eBay and put in army surplus you're going to see stuff that's either made to be sold as army surplus it's yes. never seen it's never seen the light of battle it's never been used by an army um but back then yeah i mean I, there was a um an army surplus in oxford and it it that was the army surplus that the bbc bought the flight suits for the Earthshock Cybermen. Oh, really? Very, and they bought them from there because uh, Imagineering was just down the road from Oxford. So literally, um, Richard Gregory goes in there, buys up these flight suits. And I can remember at the time, they were about 20 quid for these flight suits because they, they used to have them hanging in the window. But now, mm. you, there's no way you would get them. You wouldn't, you, you just don't see this. The, the army doesn't seem to sell off huge nice. lots very cheaply to people for them to buy in but yeah, yeah outside the oxford one there was like a um a bomb like a, a classic looking bomb <laughs> and it was just there on the little trolley and it was you know with the the army surplus uh shop name on the front and things like that yeah a very very weird t- i miss them i really miss <laughs> um because i like I said, i've said before I, i'm very much into costuming and i'm very much into i when i look at stuff i like to think how's that been put together how's that sewn together i like in i enjoy sewing you know I, I enjoy making patterns things like that um and the army surplus used to be for for what we now call cosplay but back then was called dressing up um <laughs> was perfect you'd go in there and you'd oh look uh dutch dispatch riders boots they'll do you could you could make almost knock up a sci-fi uniform just buying stuff off the peg
0: yep and was yeah.
1: dirt cheap dirt cheap stuff
0: well famously that's exactly what john mollo did didn't he john mollo went with george lucas to i can't remember the name of it but the a uh, a uh, 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 costumers in london and that's how they put together the very first darth vader they were pulling bits off of yeah. here and combining it with a cape from there and blah blah blah, blah to make a rough mock up that's that, that that's what they originally were doing you know
1: yeah it's um i miss those days everything i I mean, I, we we sound like horrible old fogies shaking our fists at the youngsters on the lawn, but I I do think like the internet now, you can, if if you've got the budget, if you've got the money, you can find someone that will make you anything mm. that will be screen accurate. If you know, if you if you wanted to throw money, at you could go and buy a Darth Vader costume, mm. pretty and much people often. Do. Yeah, and people do, but back then. There was no, you, 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 there was no, I mean, you might be lucky. You might've been in a local fan group or something where you had a little bit of shared knowledge, but you had to, you had to do the, you might have a, a dodgy BBC photo and you'd have to think what those boots, what do they look like? And then mm. you'd go literally go to the army surplus to wonder out what looks like these boots. What? And you'd have to make stuff up like that. I mean, my, my, um, uh, uh Federation guard uniform, which was from god i'm trying to think of the year it must have been about 86 87 possibly earlier i mean it doesn't exist anymore but uh that was literally i mean it, if you looked at it now and it, you tried to get uh into the uh, 505 501st wide? yeah 501st i thought that sounds yeah. weird i don't know the rivet counters if you wanted to get into the rivet <laughs> counters. No, no offense i like i like what they do um they would never pass it. It was so inaccurate. But at hmm. the time, it's you know, it's you, you had to go with what you did, and that's almost the ethos of of the Blake Seven. It's the BBC they went ethos, with, yeah. They went with what they did, what they had, what they could get hold of.
0: Yeah. No. And it's brilliant. It's brilliant.
1: Yeah, um, I love it. It's it's so
0: fun. <laughs> uh, the gloves originally were cloth, um, but then they later changed to leather or a vinyl gauntlet. Which I'm very grateful for because you know I I, I troop with the UK Garrison as Garindan from from Star Wars and his leather gauntlets are a perfect okay for my yeah. Federation trooper so that's good. Um, the classic helmet that we were talking about um, started off as a climbing helmet with a custom-made faceplate attached yeah these people that think oh it's an old gas mask no yeah. it's not take that take, take another look at it um, there was a
1: there was a lovely i don't even remember it uh, it was a lovely comic miniatures kit that was obviously just knocked up from a uh a tamia figure with a gas mask on yeah yeah <laughs> and, just, and it's like yeah you've not seen the program have you no, but yeah that no, was the no. people whenever they if you know whenever people draw them it and they're not fans of the program. Yeah, it's, it's always, they think it's a gas mask.
0: I'm going to put up on Facebook when this episode comes out a photo while I was doing research. And it is the most bizarre Federation trooper helmet I've ever seen. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll let the picture speak for itself. I'll say no more, okay? It's not my
1: old one, is it? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes, it still survived. Damn Somebody you. got it out of the yeah. skip. Yeah. So, yeah, it's got this face plate attached, and then you've got yeah. the two clear plastic bands, okay? The first one, fluorescent green, the uh, outer one being a ripple plastic. Now, that rippled plastic back in the 70s, it was a plastic that was made for shower cubicles, okay? And yeah. it's long, long out of production, but folk recreating it um, now... They often use a rippled clear plastic made for water effects for model railways. Um, you can buy it quite cheaply in big sheets from China. Okay, so that's what they use now.
1: I think you could probably um, you, you could probably go around people's houses that haven't upgraded a bathroom for a while and still find those shower cubicles, you yeah. know, the shower screens.
0: Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, do you know what I use for my clear? Go and on, not what the did you use? One,
1: but the one saying, um, it was the uh, section cut off a Cessna uh, aircraft cockpit windscreen.
0: That's You've mentioned this before, and effectively yeah. speaking, your dad came home with a God, Cessna yeah. windscreen he, um, or something. Yeah, he, 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 he,
1: worked, he was an aircraft fitter. I mean, he, he did National Service and, that, and then he got a job in um, a, a place called RAF Abingdon. Which I think I don't even think it exists anymore. It's now an army base, I think. But um, so he used to come in with weird uh, propellers things, and one day he came in with a a Cessna uh, canopy, you know, the windscreen, and um, they're not glass; they're they're nice, thick plastic. plastic. Um, So yeah, it was literally a case of hacksawing a section out of that, heating it up to sort of straighten it in the first place, and then heating it up to bend it, and then trying to find green uh paint to color it green and in the end i couldn't find any green paint so i used um a like green acetate sheet just around the plastic right uh, and
0: works. then
1: uh and then i am pretty certain i used a shower cubicle um, oh you
0: you had some of plastic
1: that do, yeah yeah um i got a, i think i i think we went out and bought one
0: right back Just in the day yeah but this is like yeah day. but this is the mid 80s you won't get yeah. that now and yeah, and this expensive. is another aspect of costuming is when people learn that oh yes to be accurate you need this everybody goes on ebay and it drives the prices yeah. up doesn't it so dairy boots are expensive now bell staff um, you know motorcycle yeah. coveralls are expensive now because of people wanting to be troopers
1: and I suppose it's, it's a bit like the, um, the classic photography Collectors hate the Star Wars fans today because the, the lightsaber hilts were the, graphics. The flash thing. Yeah, yeah. flashing. Yeah. <laughs> so people are like saying, Oh, you're every time you make a lightsaber, you're destroying history. Yeah, yeah it's it's weird, isn't it? That the more popular something becomes, the more people want it. Yeah. The price goes up, the more people then want it because it's worth yeah, it's very it's a strange it, uh, strange thing fandom isn't it. It's really the same
0: good. thing with model making as well, you know, if you yes. find out from Martin Bauer or whoever that he used this Airfix kit to get this bit. If you're going to be screen accurate, you got to get it, but everybody's after it, so the prices go up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So so the I mean there's there's big business in reproduction stuff now purely for cosplayers, um prop collectors, mm. things like that, isn't it? I mean, to the point where when when you when the Chinese factories are making stuff to order for cosplayers and that you know you go on eBay you can you know <laughs> go to these cosplay for and they're they're, they're making stuff and it it it's some it's astounding really can yeah. I would never thought you know when I was young and had the time and money to that was my sort of life to to do this stuff it I never thought that you could order something from China that would be obstensibly made to measure for you <laughs> possibly um three weeks later it comes through the door it, it it's mind boggling. I mean I, I've been um I've been making a a Federation blaster pistol, you know, the rifle um you've probably seen the photos of it. Um and that that I, I I've gone that's my I that's the way I do things old school. So I went to B and Q. What have they got that sort of mm. matches? So it's not screen- but that's that's the way I make stuff,
0: and that's the BBC Which, ethos. You yeah, could have worked at the BBC yeah. back in the seventies if you, were, yeah. yeah, if you were old enough, you would have the, fitted right in there, yeah, wouldn't you?
1: The closest I ever got, I once delivered a uh, uh, sofa to the, you know, remember the old BBC <laughs> Television Centre. So perhaps I could put out my resume now.
0: Well yeah. Um
1: <laughs> but now if you've got the money to throw at something,
0: yeah, it's there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Definitely. Uh what have what have I got next? Oh yes. Um of we course well as off, you
1: went well off uh, topic there, didn't we?
0: Yeah, but that's what we do here, that's what we do. Um yeah, you know, I know everybody knows the f- the circle at the front of the helmet is a tea strainer. Yeah. Now, has do you know has there ever been any fan fiction to say what it's for? Oh I imagine someone's done that. I like I, I think
1: it's a tea strainer. I think their British squad is. <laughs> as soon as they stop, they're going to be making tea and they need to strain it. Do you remember? I mean, it's weird, isn't it? That if you said that to someone below a certain age, they wouldn't even know what a tea strainer is.
0: No, no, no.
1: <laughs> That's weird to think that as well, isn't it?
0: Yeah. I reckon if there was fan fiction, it's, it can't be a gas mask or a filter or anything because, you no. know. It's you a look bit gap-y. behind him. You, yeah, you yeah. can see all around his face. Um, I think it's a—it's meant to be a voice amplifier or something like that. Yeah. You know, could be a spit guard. You know. Could be. Perhaps, could be. be what guy. I would like, and and it would be so nice, but you know, it, it never happened. You know, with Star Wars, you have all these visual. Uh, directories where yeah. you've got these beautiful photos and they say what this bit of the uniform does and this bit of the armour. That would have been so good if there had been a Blake Seven one for all the costumes and uh yeah, spaceships it, I mean, and stuff. I, I
1: love I love those books because they're 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 good for seeing stuff in detail and you can see how stuff's made, you know? But I do that they do annoy me slightly that they Everything's labelled and has a purpose. Mm. It's like you know, like you see, you're like this: uh, the red stripes on Han Solo's trousers, a Carillion blood stripe. Blah 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 yeah, blah blah. blah. Yeah, bollocks, 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 yeah. bollocks, bollocks. <laughs> um, and I think it would be the same. Perhaps we should do one. In fact, there's there's a challenge for anyone: knock up a page from one of them books and it's Blake, <laughs> and just you know, with little justify the here. green
0: back yeah. wings.
1: Yeah, Blake's hush puppy uh, shoes are actually <laughs> space <laughs> sneakers. Yeah.
0: I reckon oh, his yeah. bat wing things are like gliders. So if he falls off a building, he can just pull them out and, you know, and, and he glides back down to the ground.
1: Yeah. Travis's perm, uh Talent's perm is specially yeah. made to cushion his head when someone invariably hits him.
0: There you go. There's, I, there, there's yeah.
1: a, I thought you should approach the BBC. There's a book there. I mean, no, they, Mark, uh... Mark <laughs> Hevingham.
0: We need yeah, Mark they... Hevingham to sta- step in and <laughs> start yeah. creating. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we need to get this book published. Um, we do. What's, what's annoying as well is, if it was Doctor these books exist for Doctor Who, and every time a new service comes out, they, they issue a new one, and then within about three minutes, they're in the works uh, as remainder stock. Yeah. No one's <laughs> well, just one little Blake 7 one wouldn't hurt, would it?
0: No, uh, it would have been lovely. But to do that, you need somebody to take decent photos. Yeah, you know. Before no, they don't, exist. The, You're absolutely no, right. they don't mm. exist. No. All right. Um, the emblem on the front of the helmet is a disc with hot glue dribbled over it.
1: So this, um, I've always, I've always wondered about this. So A, I was thinking, did they have hot glue then? When did hot glue come out? When did I use hot glue? But then the BBC might have had it. But B. Was, it me- was something meant to be stuck on there, a Federation symbol, and the hot glue was the glue that held it on and it fell oh, off? Oh, and it fell off. Because <laughs> yeah. it doesn't mean That's anything. That's more likely. Yeah. I- I've always, and to the point where when I did my uniform, I put a Federation symbol on the front because I thought, it looks so much better mm. than this splodgy hot glue thing. And what's that splodgy hot glue thing meant to be?
0: It is very it's abstract, it- isn't it? Yeah.
1: And like I said, the only thing I can think of is there was something stuck on there and it fell off. And they thought, oh, I'll I think, spray it silver.
0: Yeah, I think it, it. if it was anything, it would have been a Federation symbol. No, yeah. I think you're right, yeah.
1: Yeah, we need to research this.
0: Yeah, yeah. okay. Right, the clear bands on the helmet they were missing on some troopers um in volcano children of Auron, yeah. and some in rumors of death i've seen speculation and it again it's like no 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 they just didn't have them or they they were broken or yeah. something but some people have said oh yes uh that's because that type of trooper is a marine or a commando or a space commando or a space marine or something like that you know yeah
1: space marine they mentioned Oh, no, that's those, games
0: workshop Nice oh, for a yeah, oh yeah sue.
1: Sue. Yes. oh yeah Oh, yeah yeah um, space soldier uh yeah i've I've heard this, and it's i mean it's it, it's fair enough it's it sort of it fits, doesn't it, I mean, we know the real reason is that they didn't have them done, and the budget was low, and that's why they're wearing weird bandoliers and things like that, mm. but I suppose it's nice for people to to make these things up,
0: yeah, yeah, no, I don't mind it at all, yeah, right, uh the normal weaponry. Was a standard-issue carbine referred to Avon? Sorry, referred to by Avon in Volcano as a handgun, yeah. but in fan fiction, it's also it's often called a para gun. But that's never mentioned anywhere in the show.
1: Yeah, I have seen it when I was doing my um, research for making mine, and uh, yeah, a lot of people call them para
0: guns. Hmm. Um, What's the para for? I don't know. It's like, it it's be like space gun. Should be space it?
1: gun. Yeah, space blaster. Um, oh, Paragon. Also, yeah. Also, I yeah, I've seen them. I mean, I I usually refer to them as well as a the Federation trooper rifle. Um, but yeah, they they haven't. They're not long barreled, so they are a carbine.
0: Yes, you're right. Yes, but there's a pistol version as well. A lot of people say that yes. that's the officer's version. You know, uh, Tarrant's got it in Power Play. Yep. Um and the stock of the handgun was extendable. Okay, you see in Cygnus Alpha, yeah. Avon's got one. Um, and uh, is your one that you've just made, is is is, is yours <laughs> extendable, Ian?
1: No, my, mine's always in the uh, uh, extended Relaxed. position. <laughs> yeah Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, I, I had a look around and I couldn't find uh, anything with a, a decent-sized telescopic aerial. And they were right. all a bit weeny. so I thought, you know it's only for display, so um I just used a bit of alley tube um mm. but yeah it I'm not sure where where they would have got such thick telescopic
0: i think it I don't know but i it, i'm I'm thinking it it was a camera tripod thing or something oh, yeah, so to do yeah, with a camera yeah. tripod
1: yeah mm. yeah it could be I didn't even think of using something like that
0: well, they were made by Martin Bauer the originals um and he made them mainly of ema parts ema if yeah. you're a modeler you know what ema is it's a uh, it, it it's a a company that produce, um i mean really the parts for it that it's for industrial model making isn't it you know if you, well, if, if you want to make it, a model yeah, of it, an oil rig or something for your company and stuff like that that's it's it architect- that's and start. it's architecture yeah. isn't it, it. Yeah, yeah architectural uh, modeling but uh, yeah Martin and a lot of uh, other um, science fiction model makers uh, cottoned on to the fact that they do a ton of tubes and and rods and spheres. It's spears. like the
1: Avon catalogue for weird plastic shapes, isn't it? And it's it's a, a, it's I, I've got, a got my catalogue,
0: catalog. and I love it dearly. The only yeah. thing about EMA is that they are chuffing expensive. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Do they
1: still have... Because I remember when I <clears> used to use them... Uh, many years ago they had a minimum order amount which was there was a minimum a, a order nice, a nice amount if you're a company
0: <laughs> yes it's
1: bloody expensive if you're uh, just a, a you know a guy in a shed
0: yeah and then they put tax on top of it as well yeah. but uh, um a little while ago i was talking to martin and he he was bemoaning the fact that they've changed it's not their fault they're whoever makes their stuff for them uh they've changed the uh thickness of tubes Okay, no, then you used to be able to get tubes in two thicknesses, so you would be able to get one tube which would slide very nicely into the other tube. Okay, but that's yeah. all gone now. That that they're all a certain thickness of tube, and that 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 can't work anymore now. Okay, mm-hmm. yes, it's a shame. Yeah, so mainly EMA parts, you know, the the barrel, yeah. the uh, the the square rod bits that go all all the way round, um, and kit detailing kit kits uh model kit parts detailing. Yeah. now now apparently they did vary from prop to prop now i don't know if that's the case of martin because martin if martin was told to make five rifles i'm pretty sure martin would have made five all exactly the same i've been to his house i've seen his kit yeah. collection he could easily do that but i've got a feeling yeah i mean We've said it before, you know, you watch the show and when somebody throws a rifle to the ground, we wince, don't we? Yeah, <laughs> you know? because you know going break off. Yeah, so I've got a feeling that, you know, bits have pinged off over the years and, and it's like, oh, that's a little shape. Here's a little shape. Bung that on, bit of paint. Yeah, and, oh, uh, I
1: agree. I, I was looking at trying to, you know, doing some, original, trying to look at photos and screen grabs and things like that. And... um yeah, they're all bloody different.
0: It's, a night, yep. it's
1: an absolute nightmare. So, yeah, just go with what what you. You've got to go hand. with a generic <laughs> yeah.
0: one, just just yeah. like the UK garrison with the trooper. You've got to go for a, a an overall yeah. generic Mid- one.
1: Yeah, yes. a middle of the ground that's not. It's weirdly, what they're accepting is probably not at all accurate. Has never appeared in that connotation on the show, but is a sort of a like you say a middle ground of all the yes the various yes. differences.
0: Yeah, and the federation is a, is a huge organisation. Who who's yeah. not to say you know that these guns wouldn't vary from you know squad to squad or planet to planet or whatever?
1: Well, not not being funny. Look at any real picture of of servicemen on not you know that are actually on service, not like at their their barracks or whatever, and their uniforms rapidly become different shades. They become. Yeah they bits get replaced they don't replace the whole uniform so you'll get a, a different i mean when i used to do the um world war 2 reenactment trying to get matching uh, world war 2 british army battle dress is a nightmare mm. but you shouldn't really bother because you wouldn't have looked like that no when you were out on duty no. um yeah so i, I part, it's, again it's uh, we're we're such a such a weird breed aren't we that When I see an episode of Lake Seven and you see five guards in a row and they're all wearing different stuff or slightly different or slightly different stood to attention. And it really annoys me, but it shouldn't because that's quite
0: realistic. Yes, yes. Definitely during, you you, you know, the turmoil after the Galactic War. That's even more a case. Yes, yeah. But the most constant kit used was the Airfix SO tank wagon. Okay. And which goes for a pretty price now because people want these bits to put on their um, uh, guns, okay? And yeah. also something, you know, that was used, Martin used it because Derek Meddings, you know, Alan Shoebrook, all those others at Century 21 the Jerry Anderson shows. Uh, the KW-12 column wedge is used on it an awful lot as well, okay? That,
1: that sounds like a medical condition.
0: <laughs> All the triggers on these guns were dummies. Uh, yeah. The actual firing of the flash charger that was in the gun was via a a, a button on the left hand side of the of the grip, and it was a Friedland bell push doorbell button. Okay, um, yeah. and like you were saying earlier, you know there is now an industry for you know costumers and prop makers and you can't get this friedland bell push anymore because you know they went they went out of business ages ago but you can get copies where somebody has got one and they've actually made a mold and you can actually buy copies now
1: do you think people who are building the the gun like as they're walking down the street if they saw that bell push they would go and try and talk the person into (laughs) (laughs) parting with it i um when i did mine i just used the top end of my um it's a slim pen. Hmm. It was almost a perfect replica for it, so I just cut that off and stuck it on. But yeah, um, yeah the, um, the the triggers, yeah, it, you can see that they're not not really doing anything.
0: No, <laughs> even no. when
1: people are firing them, they're not. You know, they're not pulling the trigger.
0: And it's not just ju- just this one here. I mean, I did a uh, a, a, a total screen recreation version of blake's gun from the very last episode when he's the bounty hunter and he's got a gun and i made that and um that was a real problem there of um trying to replicate that button on the left hand side because it was the same thing yes the, the the actor pressed it with their thumb to actually fire the gun they didn't pull with their forefinger they pressed with their thumb
1: yeah people don't appreciate the the hassle we go to do they
0: they don't. They don't. And also the expense, because I know you were bemoaning it the other day, because you had to get off to Halfords for your can of paint. Oh, God, yeah. £6.99 for a can of paint of Halfords Vauxhall Hazel Brown. Which yeah, was the when, did they, they
1: were when did that become so expensive?
0: And I'll tell you what's the worst thing about it. I mean, I, had it, um, um, I made a, a, a pistol version a little while ago. You only squirt it about four times, so yeah. you're left with a three-quarters full can of oh, paint. Um, that you'll I'll never
1: give them, use I'll give again. I've been there
0: too though. It's lovely paint. Oh, it, it goes it's on lovely, lovely, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it's you don't you don't need a lot of coats. But yeah, you're right, you end up with um any good model has got a shelf full of old aerosols, <laughs> haven't they?
0: Yeah and mine's going to get dusty because you know um I'm not far off finishing uh, my trooper thing so I'm going to need a rifle but I'm not going yeah. to do a you I'm I'm actually going to uh, century castings oh uh, alex, alex over yeah, at century yeah. castings yeah so um anybody who doesn't know century castings oh, that's alex he has a company I'll, I'll I'll put a link on the facebook page yeah, but he uh,
1: does he does sterling stuff I he like does his...
0: brilliant stuff. He, yeah. um, you know, not only uh, prop stuff, but you know, model kits as well and um, accessories for like the Eagle Transporter and things like this. But yeah, no, he he does a uh, a range of Blake Seven things, like the teleport braces, the Scorpio gun, the Liberator gun, uh, the faceplate for the Trooper. Here, yeah. um, <clears throat> I've got an order actually. It should it should be arriving Monday. The uh, the logo for the chest pocket. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to be getting a rifle off of him and uh, he only sells it, um, you know, uh, pre-made and painted. Think. And I don't mind that, I, even though I've got three quarters of a can of Hazel Brown. Um, and he's going to be at the <laughs> uh, the Matt Irving's convention in a couple of weeks time uh, in Matt's village there. Uh, the the uh, small space convention yeah. to celebrate 40th. Forty years of Blake Seven, and uh, if he's got one there on the table, well, I'm having it then and there. Now by, okay.
1: Now, by the time this uh, this podcast goes out, um, it will be over, won't it? It so will be over. Don't go down so there.
0: Don't I go may down have there. <laughs> I don't know. I've got to go down there. Villa's going to be there. Ah, well, there you go.
1: Ah, oh, see, I might, uh, I might pop you a few quid, get me an autograph. I yeah, can't yeah, make yeah. Unfortunately, but uh, yeah, it's um, that's the trouble living in Wales. Nothing happens in Wales.
0: <laughs> No, no.
1: <laughs> I shouldn't say that. We have the local Wales Comic-Con, but uh, they don't generally get Blake Seven people there, which is a shame.
0: I I mean, there there are quite a few of the the actors are actually on the convention circuit now, aren't they? You know, even yeah. Stephen Grief is making appearances at them. Yeah. So you never know. Wrexham might get a visit from uh, the Liberator crew sometime.
1: You'd have to come and troop with
0: your... Uh, I would. By then, then sure. I, I would I would definitely have the outfit. Yeah, yeah. All right, okay, let's move on. Um, um, troopers were frequently seen in groups of six. Well, you were aware of this. I've ne- I've never noticed it, but, yeah, they, they tended no. to be in groups of six.
1: Is that because they had six uniforms?
0: I think that's what it is, because yeah. in the very first episode, you've got six troopers on that little Austin Powers yeah. buggy. You know, you had yeah, six. Yeah,
1: so, so I, I I think that's fair, safe to say, then, that, had they made more uniforms, they would have used them. Yeah, the squad <laughs> so might I have think, been bigger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think 6, you're probably right. That's probably what they would have made.
0: Yeah. So, this basic trooper uh, version, you and I, you, you know, we have, if, if you say a trooper, we both think of Trooper par, do we not?
1: Yes, he's the definitive. He is the, when you think of a trooper. I, weirdly though, I when I watch this again, He doesn't wear the standard Trooper uniform.
0: Exactly what I was about to say. Yeah. Mm. And I think I've I've thought of a reason. Okay. Now, in a minute, we're going to talk about the officers. And, yeah, the officers tend to have an inverted triangle on on their chest. Okay. Trooper Pa is called Trooper Pa. He's quite clearly called Trooper Pa. He's Private Pa. And he's got the inverted triangle of an officer. But I'm thinking maybe it's because he was on guard duty... Yeah, Space except, HQ. That, That's
1: that's what I thought. That he's he's going to be seen by the uh, the the big knobs of the big the nobs. military council. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 the equivalent of the guard at Buckingham Palace, isn't he? He doesn't yeah. fight in that uniform, yeah. but he's wearing it for that. Um, yeah. So I I'd misremembered it. I thought he was in just a standard uh, Belstaff uniform, but. No, he's got, he's got, he's got, he's got some yeah. interesting uh, bits to his uniform.
0: He has got interesting bits, and he is interesting because with him, and I think it's the only time really we get it, is we get an insight into the mind of a trooper when he's talking to Tharnia in trial. Yeah. Did you give it to him? Yes, Major. I appreciate it. With respect, Major, I didn't do it for you. You served a full tour with Space Commander Travis, didn't you?
1: Five years he was hard. But fair? No, not often anyway. But you could always rely on him not to get you killed unnecessarily. He never wasted troopers. Oh,
0: that's something, I suppose.
1: Major, when you're up to your neck in slime and lasers, that's everything. All right, Pa. Major.
0: Trooper Pa? Do you think he's guilty?
1: No doubt about it, Major. He gave the order. We just did the shooting. you're right, we don't really we don't ever see the because the program's not involved in that level of of, of storytelling, we generally don't get the, the grunts point of view. They're just they're cannon fodder, aren't they? They, they are they come on. Yeah, they it's get like shot the stormtroopers. You, you, it, exactly, you, yeah. You, yeah. Um but with Trooper Power, yeah, we get it I, I love this episode. Well I love half this episode. <laughs> Bloody
0: flea. Oh,
1: um I could do without that. I was enjoying fast-forwarding
0: that. We've ah, got Blake. to do that. No, 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 no. Oh, Zil will be in a a, a, a future episode. Yeah. yeah. But no, um, no, he he is good. Yeah, but he's, we he's we brilliant. He's above par. Ironically, he, he's an above par par. Yeah. yeah. He's not a below par par.
1: Oh no, no, no. He's he's not below par. I just love the fact that I because I've always been interested in the military, and I used to do reenactment things like that, and I I love um, historical. Books that look at the 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 average person. I mean, it's nice to know what like uh, Churchill or, or you know MacArthur or someone like that was doing on a day to day basis. But I also want to know what did the what did the squad in this battle eat for breakfast? What yeah. did they? How you know where did they? Uh, where did they have a wee? Uh, yeah. And things like that. And I love the the minutia of it. And this is the only episode where we get a feeling of what it's like to be a, a trooper. Yeah. and that they're not just clones they're they're people and the fact that Blake guns them down mercilessly yeah it's a bit of a shocker i wouldn't want anyone to gun down true papa and no. make a quip about it like uh... Our well, tr- Trooper Par
0: lives, doesn't he? Um, he I mean, does, we, yes. we are going to be talking about Trooper Parr when we do our special episode on Travis Mark II. Trooper yeah. Parr will be making a a a return visit, but yeah, he doesn't die in this episode, and that's good
1: yeah, because I, because uh, not everyone is a hypocrite. I love that I think that's brilliant. And this episode adds so much to Travis as well. This is this yeah. is my favourite Travis Mark II episode
0: i think you're Um, right i I think i've got to agree with you yeah he's
1: brilliant in it and the fact that he could have they could have very easily just ended it with him him gunning down trooper power but that last little bit it's just it's Yeah. yeah these you get the feeling these are people they're they're doing the best they can in a terrible situation and it it's not necessarily the right
0: thing no no i we have the double standard of the troops that the troops are loyal to Travis, you know he's harsh but fair, yeah. and and you know well, he d- tells d- Thania says, that.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, he says he says uh, he was harsh, and uh, then she says, but fair, and then he goes, not really.
0: No. <laughs> <That's yes. brilliant. laughs> yeah. But I, I like the fact that um, Thania says to him, um, yeah. well, is he guilty then? And he goes, well, of course he yeah. is. Yeah. He gave the orders. We just did the shooting which is that i was just following orders thing you know from world war 2 after world war 2 the all, all the trials and that isn't it
1: yeah the at, the, at nuremberg the, yeah. the nazis standard defence was we were just following orders and you know what from their point of view that is a justification
0: Hmm. yeah
1: to, you know it, it, it it's very 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 complicated when you look into like uh, a trust is that are committed by military and things like that and yeah it, it it's again it's really well written good stuff for yeah. you know for we i can't think of that, another episode that really goes into there isn't
0: this. There, there isn't anything and um to, to my mind to, to to hear him talking and see this you, you know human side of this faceless uh soldier is is a bit akin to in the first Star Wars when Ben Kenobi is turning off the tractor beam, and you hear those two stormtroopers yeah, saying about, lovely. "Oh, have you heard about that? Have you seen the new da da da?" He says, "Oh yeah, one of the other guys was telling me about it." You know, just this tiny little throwaway bit that yeah. gives a bit of more, you know, character and humanity to them.
1: It, it just one line like that it, it expands the whole universe, doesn't it? Because you, you, you read into so much, you'll you'll happily, you'll happily make up so much else because you've heard this little bit yeah yeah Yeah, i love i love bits like that i like i love it when a director or a writer or someone just goes that little extra step and and humanizes these Mm, people mm. because sci-fi especially does treat you you have the the hired goons you have the cannon fodder and they generally don't go into too much detail about it Um, but it's nice it's nice when they do it
0: Yes, yes.
1: It makes, the, like I say, it makes the universe a much more believable place.
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll just step aside for a moment and just talk about Trooper pa. Um played by Kevin Lloyd. Yeah,
1: um, the late who, great Kevin Lloyd.
0: The late great, who, who most adults in the UK, I guess, will know him from the Bill. Yeah. Um, it's Tosh. odd in. Yeah, it's it's odd in in trial to see him without the moustache, isn't it? it looks you so know?
1: young. It he looks does so look young. young, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, because he's memorable, I thought we'd take a look at his genre tally, and he's only got a genre tally of two: um, this, and I don't know if you ever saw it. I don't think it got much of a cinema release. Uh, Billy the Kid and the Green Bay's Vampire. Um, it
1: was a it was about snooker, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Yeah.
0: yeah, 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 yeah. It was an I, odd, odd. I don't think I've odd, ever seen it. Film. But, yeah, yeah, no. All right. I, well, um, that's that's all he did. Yeah.
1: Yeah, oh, bless him. I uh I actually um I've got an autograph from where I wrote to uh to him and got a bill, you know, from a little promo card from the bill back from him. Oh really? And I yeah, I treasure that. I fact it, it, I'd lost it for a long time and then I found it in a book um about <laughs> a year ago and it's like, oh, Kevin." Yeah, I um I always enjoyed his like you say, most people know him as Tosh lines from the Bills. Yeah. And again, a really interesting everyday character. character. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's our troopers uh, done with. So we're going to move one step up the ladder. The, ne- the next one up from a trooper is a squad leader. Okay. Mm. Squad leader. There was a squad leader sent by Gren Lee in Rumours of Death to check out a fault. But you don't really see him so we'll move next one up sergeant is the next rank okay and selson we've just been talking about selson in countdown provine's yeah. uh, mate
1: <laughs> provine's very laid back
0: Brilliant. yes yeah he had the inverted triangle on his chest you know the officer triangle um yeah. and he and i really like it instead of having that you know red white and blue federation logo on the chest the officers tend to have uh, uh silver and black it's a very yeah. monochromatic one I, m- I much prefer it Looks like good. that yeah
1: yeah uh, i mean i i suppose yeah you, i suppose they're non-commissioned officers so you can sort of see why though it still doesn't explain trooper pars. no it doesn't um,
0: it doesn't yeah but Selson here, you know, he's, he's got a different belt, he's got different boots, yeah. and he's got different gloves as well. But again, you know, it's that wardrobe department, we need more things, go down the yeah. market, go to the army surplus store, get some more stuff. So that's all that is, I think. Okay, next one up, uh, Sergeant Major, okay, uh, the security commander in the detection block in Project Avalon that we were just talking about. That was yeah. a a section, a section Major Garvin. OK, <laughs> the next rank, if I say the two words, you're going to think of somebody uh, section leader. <laughs> Clegg, I've, I've got Clegg exclamation mark, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, th- though he's a higher rank than sergeant, though, he's still wearing the troopers outfit. He hasn't got yeah. that inverted triangle, has he?
1: But I think he's he's the equivalent of the officer that would have worn the same as the squad is because he's one of the men. He's
0: down there with the men. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no officer class. He's down there with his men. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Forre's was one in rumours of death, but he wore this strange jumpsuit thing, this like grey and black jumpsuit. But he was a section leader. But I'm I'm thinking that. Uh, as he was one of those in charge of server residence on earth, it was more a ceremonial outfit than an actual outfit. Okay? Yeah. I,
1: do you think so in, in world war two, um, uh, an officer had to supply and pay for their own uniform. And so a lot of them would have custom made stuff that was much more comfortable when they would have it lined and stuff like that. So do you think this is the case here that as you, as you get further up, they're paying, they're paying something for this special. Yeah. Is that why there's changes <laughs> you
0: reckon? It could be. It could they be. They don't
1: want they don't want the raw nylon power of Bellstaff around their nethers.
0: Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, Forrest in Rumours of Death, you know, he, he's he's not a grunt, he's not a trooper. But him and Gren Lee, that in that episode Rumours of Death, again we get a nice little conversation between yeah. the two of them that really isn't. About too much. It's not really relevant to the plot, but they are talking yeah, about nice, classes yeah. and stuff like that. And, yeah, that's nice. We're, we'll talk about that more. We're going to do an episode on Grenley uh, right. eventually. I mean, Rumours of Death, I think I think it's going to be like a four-character uh, yeah. story, that one. We're going to come back to it about four times, and Grenley's definitely one of them. But, yeah, uh, Forres we're not going to focus on, but I just thought I'd mention here, he was played by a guy, guy by the name of David Haig, And he's again well-known on TV for a police show. This time, uh, Rowan Atkinson's *The Thin Blue Line. Yeah. He was in that. And also Four Weddings and a Funeral. That's where my wife knows him from. She she doesn't know him um, as Forrest.
1: And the god-awful reboot of uh, Yes Minister, Yes Prime Minister.
0: Oh, was he in that?
1: Yeah. Oh, right.
0: that's bad. All right. Um, He's got a genre tally of four. Though. Huh? Okay. First one, Blake Seven. Uh he was in uh, Doctor Who's the Leisure Hive. Which I haven't oh, watched for yes. a very long time. Yeah, so. he
1: plays he plays um oh, is it Pen Pendle Pen something I he's the know. he's the clone uh, he's the clone child, yeah.
0: Okay. Alright, there was a post post apocalyptic film called Dark Enemy, which I've never heard of, don't but he was in that. Think about it. And something I have heard of and I wish I hadn't, uh Morons from Out of Space.
1: Oh, do you know what? I've not thought about that in years. That's a terrible film.
0: That's the Smith and Jones one, isn't
1: it? Yeah. yeah, Uh, Up to a certain point, the British shouldn't have been allowed to make comedies for the cinema. We couldn't do it.
0: (laughs) No, there was a time in the 70s where any hit TV show got a film version, and I wish they had not
1: Yeah, uniformly
0: terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And this was awful, and it, it wasn't based on a TV show, apart no. from the Smith & Jones show, <laughs> okay. or not the 9 o'clock news. Yeah, and no, that was dire. Uh, and then we've got Gross in uh, Mulock um, as well, and we're going to do one on him, so we'll skip him. Uh, next one up is Lieutenant. Uh, you've got Jarvik in The Harvest of Kairos, coming no, soon no. to this uh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: I, uh, Lieutenant or Lieutenant?
0: Well, it depends what side of the pond you're listening to. Yes, I like.
1: Yeah, I like myself a lieutenant. Not you like lieutenant.
0: I do, Yeah, I like. I always tenant. go with lieutenant. Oh. Do you know why I go lieutenant and not lieutenant? Colombo. The captain Scarlet. Oh, it well, yeah. It was lieutenant green. green yeah. It wasn't lieutenant green. It was lieutenant green. Yes. Uh, yeah, Jarvik. Uh, he he was in the Harvest of Kairos. He said that Tarrant's first command was as a lieutenant or lieutenant on the Kharapen escort shuttle. Okay. Now, a lot of these ranks, I'm pretty sure, when we get to them, you'll find out there was space stuck just before it. Yes. So, I'm sure there's a space lieutenant in this show somewhere, but the next there's rank definitely is... definitely
1: a space major, isn't there, I think.
0: Yes. Well, the next yeah. one is captain, and we know yeah. there's space captains, okay? Yes. Because, you know, Tarrant tells Avon that he trained as a Federation space captain. Yeah. Um, Maybe and... Lion? We're not sure. <laughs> yeah, Serverland's aide on Bucol 2 was a captain. Yep. Uh, the, the Shad was the captain of the Kyropan shuttle, but he had a really bizarre outfit, that one. Um, Daryl in Children of Auron was a captain, but he was in the standard trooper uniform, okay? Yep. Next, we've got Major, as you say, or Space Major. Um, Major Gren Lee was in Rumours of Death, as I say. Um, but again, he wasn't in any sort of proper outfit. He was in a horrible grey jumpsuit as well. Thania, we were just talking yeah. about in trial. Yeah. She was a major or space major, okay. And I, I was I was watching her, and I'm wondering she's in some sort of like leather dress. Is that the female equivalent of the um, the you know other officer male well, officer uniforms?
1: I, I I was watching this and. Um... My my sort of costuming uh, spidey sense was going off. And then every, <laughs> so for this episode they presumably had a costume design at the clear. Everyone's wearing the same so all all three of the tribunal are wearing the same outfit. She's hmm. wearing the same outfit. One of the other guys were all made from different material, but with that weird high collared Yeah. And it's the same design. So I yeah. think that must that must have been done. I mean it's a good look. I think it's a it's a very it, good look. It, it looks good on it but yeah I think that that must have been for this episode only and that yeah. was they've obviously knocked up a load of these to the same pattern just yeah. in slightly different material so They're many of these different.
0: costumes have got a fantastic look to them and I, I, I yeah. really do wish that Blake 7 was as popular as Doctor Who because you go to any convention you've got tons of people up in yeah. Doctor Who outfits I'd love to see loads of different traverses wandering around the convention floor yeah. you know or, well, I, or I, I, Siobhan I was or up. whatever yeah
1: I was eyeing up Travis Mark II's outfit in trial, just making notes about. Oh, were you? It. So as soon as I can find that material, I You know, as soon as I spot that material, yeah, I'm going to
0: be making one of them. I like. Is that. it? A, is it a bin liner for an eye patch?
1: Um, yeah, probably. Or uh, it, that, his eye patch was coming off in that. Did you know
0: it was? <laughs> times, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But I, and... I, I
1: do like. Yeah, I like Travis's Mark One's outfit, but that would be very difficult to make. To, it, it's very the, uh, detailed. That, that shop that they got from, yeah.
0: That was back when the budget was still there before yes, they blew it all. Definitely. Yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah, and and we've got we've got um a, an actual name, Space Major, Space Major Provine. Okay. Oh, yeah. In in countdown, you know, and but again, he's he's dressed as his sergeant. He's no different. He's got the yes. inverted triangle and everything. Okay. Yeah. Um, the next Which is handy is... because
1: otherwise they would have spotted him straight away. <laughs>
0: We've got a sub-commander, okay? Now, we've got sub-commander Raker, but I don't think that's military. No,
1: I don't think he's military, no.
0: No, no. But we've got a sub-commander Chaney in Bounty, okay? And uh, he was the very first officer we ever saw in the show with that inverted triangle, okay? Oh, and he was also the very first trooper to ever show us that the helmet had a flip up front.
1: Yeah, um, because I think it's just his, isn't it? Or that yes. they had one, they had one yeah. flip-up front. <laughs> that they passed around. Yeah, the 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 banding around the top goes all weird, doesn't it? Yeah, the, to to make this hinge, it just it doesn't it doesn't look right, It doesn't sit right like the others. But I do. It's just, a nice touch. Just
0: take the helmet off. <laughs> yeah. Space Commander is next, and we all know who Space yes. Commander is.
1: There's only one Space Commander.
0: Well, no, there's two, because he is Space Commander Travis, but we also get that unnamed one at the start of Hostage, you know, the one that launches the 20-pursuit ship attack on the Liberator. He's never given a name. He is wearing the same outfit as Travis, um, so he is a Space Commander, but you never see him again because he's he's ordered to be put under arrest when that attack fails.
1: Yeah, I wonder how many Space Commanders there were. I don't
0: know. I don't know. I know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, next one up from that is Colonel, okay? And yeah. you've got Colonel Astrid in Moolok, that strange little fellow in, in the tank. Yes. Um, and uh, somebody called... I'm sure they don't use his name, all right? But there's a guy in Traitor, okay? Which is what, the third episodes of season four? Yeah. Um, Called Cute.
1: Ah, yeah, he's the guy with the eye patch, isn't he?
0: Yeah, Q-U-U-T-E. Yeah.
1: Mm. Perhaps they just think he's cute.
0: What, because of the eye patch?
1: Yeah, it suits him.
0: Well, why, why wasn't Travis called cute then? Maybe he's wearing mm. it on the other eye. If he, if, 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 if yeah. Travis had been wearing it on the other eye, then that would have been cute.
1: I would have liked to have seen one of Travis's troopers call him cute to his face. That would have been
0: funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one up, we've got a general... Um, and it's the only general seen um, in the show on Helatrix, who he was in charge of the garrison there, okay? And then we're almost at the top. Well, we are at the top. Uh, uh, um, there's only, like, Servaland and the President above that. Um, you were saying earlier, you know, that uh, Travis's trial is very much a naval trial. Well, yeah, yeah you've, got, you've got a fleet warden general, haven't you, called Seymour yes. in yeah. trial. Old Star Killer, as they called him. Yes. In. Yes. And it,
1: it, it's weird because Servalan is sort of, she she sees him as a as a threat to her plan because he's a respected by the book, but respected, and he will be fair. Yes. Which is, you know, it's nice to know that someone near the top is is okay and can do their job.
0: Hmm. Well when we come round to trial you know we've got a lot to say about that because yeah. it's early days blake 7 where yes. you 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 have a chance of having a fair trial and things are done properly you know and yeah uh, it's, it's
1: it's not the it's still it's still political isn't it that the because yeah. they make mention that the you know the president is different to and uh, different to servalan and it's mm. yeah it's good stuff
0: yeah, yeah. Now there are some other titles, but there's no idea of you know what the ranks are. You've got something called a unit commander. Uh, Lecter in Mulock uh, yeah. was a unit commander. He was in a regular trooper uniform. You've got a and guy you,
1: in British. I mean, we don't use. I don't think we use units. Do we, we use sections? We use squads. We have sections. So switch, God knows yeah. what a unit is. Yeah. Well, mm. a unit. It's a uh, brigadier Lesbridge Stewart, isn't it? So he must have been with them.
0: Oh. Do you think that's what it is? Unit actually yeah. survived into the second calendar.
1: Yeah. I, I like to think it did, and he was he was commanding the remnants of them. Oh, well. He goes fan fanfic there somewhere.
0: For someone. <laughs> yes, <laughs> another merging. All right. Uh, we've then got a base commander, and there's a guy by the name of Escon. Um, he was a base commander in seat locate destroy, and he has the distinction of being the very very first Federation s- soldier to speak.
1: Base Commander Escon reporting,
0: sir. Yes, Base Commander. I've escorted the prisoner to the interrogation room and my men have been briefed to keep out of sight until you give the signal. Good. Blake is to get right inside the building before anybody makes a move. Understood, sir. Sit down, Base Commander. Thank you, sir. How are your units deployed? We have the whole
1: area circled. Squads on every roof. Destructors with wide firing spread around every wall.
0: Once they're inside, there's no way they're going to get out again good oh right yeah as as he's he, talking to travis is he the, travis, that,
1: is he the ch- he, he's not the chap that takes his helmet off and he's got the lovely handlebar mustache is he
0: no no he's that's the guy who's in the uh room like guarding Cali, yes. isn't yeah, he? yeah no it. no, yeah. no that, that's not he's got him, the most
1: no. he's got the most amazing mustache
0: what would be even more amazing would be if you saw the mustache dripping <laughs> yeah. down under the un, below his yeah. faceplate. that would be good yes yeah um, then we've got a brigade commander, okay, um, and again, no idea what, what the ranking is there. Then there's a deputy commander, uh, somebody called Gault, who was in charge of security at the governor's conference on Atle in Voice from the Past, okay. We're nearly at the end, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, there's a guard commander, uh, Servalan referred to her guard commander during Travis's yeah. court martial. And you've got an intelligence commander, okay? Boar was an intelligence commander at Central Intelligence Control in Animals.
1: See, Boar doesn't sound like an intelligent name there, does it?
0: Well, I got very bored during animals, uh, definitely. Yes. Oh
1: god. We're gonna have to do that one day, aren't we? Oh
0: yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah that's, we that's got
1: thought the... it'll be an hour
0: of grinding <laughs> teeth. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the assassinator list is coming out for that one, definitely. Yeah, definitely. definitely. All right. So, to... so that's it. I mean, that's that that that's all the ranks. That's the trooper. Um, all all done. Okay. All right.
1: So, it's surprisingly, other than the look, surprisingly consistent. Really. Yeah. And there was no other than a couple of ranks that we couldn't recognise, but it sort of it does follow military as we know it now.
0: Yeah, there's no mad
1: yeah. things in there.
0: No, no, no. It, it, it works very well, yeah. and uh, I'm I'm very much looking forward to being one. Um, because as I say, I'm almost. I've even got my black balaclava. That's here. Yes. Um, I've got everything bar the gun, the patch, Did... and and the helmet, and then I'm Did ready put... to go.
1: Yeah. Did you put your photo up on? I can't remember where you put it on the Facebook group or whether you. No, it I'm going to. I'm,
0: I'm going to put it up for this yeah. one. Yes, i i sent you a photo of of where I am at the moment, um, in my lovely Derry boots and my overalls and my gloves oh. and my you, balaclava. I, if, I don't.
1: I, I think I've scanned it, but the only photo I've got existing of my uh, old suit is uh, when my dad wore it as uh, we did a Children in Need um, when I back when I had my Dalek, and. Uh, so I we were you in the Dalek? the Dalek. I was in the Dalek, but I was also as <laughs> Admiral Kirk. I was in my Monster Marine, my original version. Um, my friend Richard was uh, Data from Next Gen Star Trek. Right. And my dad. We couldn't. No one wanted to. Weirdly, he couldn't convince <laughs> anyone to wear the bell stuff. So my dad stepped in. Bless him, uh, my late dad, and um, he loved it. He absolutely loved it. Kids were coming up to him. Um, but he was—he pre- he was a
0: Star Trek fan, a, a, a science fiction yeah. fan, though. So you know, his yeah, dream he loved true. Like
1: Seven. So he—he, he,
0: he's think living he, the dream.
1: <laughs> no, you'll—you'll no, you'll appreciate this. So I get—I get from a lot of people it's that when they find out you—you you play dress up, <laughs> you cosplay. <laughs> um, they sort of look down at you and they go, "Oh, what's? Oh, yeah, I'm a bit nerdy, but." But everyone I've ever convinced. To dress up for a convention, has absolutely loved it. It's like being a rock yeah. star day. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, it is great. Pe- it is. People, yeah, I, I, yeah, people stop you and ask for your photo, which yeah. you don't get in normal life.
0: Well, I, I wouldn't don't. do it if it wasn't fun. But what you said there—that yeah. you must be the same. It is very strange that you, you you will spend an entire day trooping, okay, and people, oh, can I have my photo taken with you? Blah blah. And at the end of the day, you go back in you get changed you're walking out you've got your big case with your outfit in you see all these people that had their arm around you earlier and they look straight through you, you know, yeah they <laughs> because wouldn't because they you don't the know who you day. are no yeah. no no <laughs>
1: no you're you're absolutely right it's fair it's because i <laughs> especially if like because i know a lot of your costumes your face is covered
0: and, oh, uh... I couldn't. Do, I I couldn't do one without uh, a a face play. I haven't got the self confidence to do that. I couldn't do a uh-huh. bare face one. Absolutely not. Plus, I'm too ugly as well.
1: <laughs> well, I, I well I go. You meant
0: to you meant to disagree there, Ian? <laughs> you uh, don't laugh. Eric, of course you're not too ugly. <laughs> you
1: um, yeah, yeah. I I understand what you're saying. Um, I've done a few face out what, the, what, face, what out. Face, face out face <laughs> out costume so like avon uh fourth season avon i enjoy that one and there is you get a different you do get a different sort of I just sounds it awful it's different sort of person coming up asking for photos and that whereas if you cover your face it's like everyone in their aunt will come up yeah
0: and, yeah and yeah say yeah,
1: and yeah ask for a photo so it is strange i know when um Get, uh, not last year, the year before, when we went to the, the Wales Comic Con, which, if any, you know, it's a good day out for anyone that's passing. Um, and uh, I'd done World of Warcraft, a complete suit of armour, and uh, out of foam, of course, and it's soft. And it annoyed me when I saw it moving. <laughs> um, and uh, Anne sort of, she normally goes and she's my bag. It's a, uh, how can I say this? She's my bag lady. She, uh, <laughs> she carries the bag. Because most costumes you haven't got pockets in so you're no. all right with bell stuff you got a little pocket um yeah. but most costumes you haven't got a pocket and so you can't carry stuff and you also most of the costumes i used to wear like the cylon and that you can't see for Tuffy. so you nice. need someone to guide you otherwise you're going to kill yourself on the first set of stairs um judge dread was the same so she normally doesn't and this one she said oh i'll come i'll come in costume if i can cover my face because she's she's very self uh, self-conscious like you are and uh, so I, I made a costume for her, and it was a Horde costume from World of Warcraft, and on. And when we were going there, it was very. Much, I'm not sure whether to do this. I don't know whether I'm going to wear it. So within about five minutes wearing it, she's having a time of her life. People asking for <laughs> photos. She's just like, ah, I, and it is. It's it's such a good laugh. And people, people treat you with no judgment you know, and no. you're right it's 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 very strange because normally Maybe. if you saw someone wearing a helmet coming at you you would run a mile wouldn't you yeah
0: yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i'll tell you what's going to be strange with this or interesting with this federation trooper is um i've only ever trooped in two outfits my first one was a sand yeah. trooper from star wars yeah, and the second one, one. It was incredibly hot, yes, and that and, and the fact that you had to disrobe to just go to the toilet—that was another factor. For <laughs> yeah, That is uh, problem. a problem me things, giving up? Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so um, and then Gorindan now, which is a lot freer, um, but and so I'm used to that. But they're both Star Wars characters. It's going to be interesting to see what the that the public's reaction is when i'm a federation trooper and in the uk garrison i think there's about another five or six of us actually to get that 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 magic number of six would be good yeah 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 i'm 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 hoping that i'll have everything together and i'll be cleared ready for the big expo uh convention in london in october and uh, if we can get a squad of six around, I, I'm very interested in to see just you know what the reaction is as a Federation guard.
1: I, th- I think the reaction will be good. I think, I mean, it depends where you are. If you're what if you're in Tesco's, in it, the reaction <laughs> might not be good. But I think the reaction will be good. I think people, there's a fondness for Blake Seven, mm. um, and I think yeah, I think, I think you, you, I think you'll be surprised. I think you'll get a lot more recognition than you might think you do.
0: Well, come October, yeah. come October, this show, fingers crossed, will still be going. Come October, so there'll be an update.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. then that'll be good. Because I know um, I always, I always, I, I'm a bit of a, I'm not, not a snob, but <coughs> I see a lot of cosplays and people go, "I'm cosplaying as Rose from Doctor Who." No, you're not. You're wearing some clothes that you bought off of a rack mm. in Tesco's. <laughs> I, to me, a. Co- but cosplay to work, it's got to be something that is unusual. It's got to be recognisable. If if no one recognises you, what is the point of wearing yes, it? Yes. Yeah. Um, and I know it, uh, different people have done things and get what fun you you can get out of it. So when I when I was sort of choosing outfits for the conventions, and that some of it, some of it would be, what's the point of wearing it? I've made it for myself and no one else will recognise it. And so I one time I wore the uh, Space Nineteen Ninety Nine Moonbase uniform commander koenigs and a few people came up to me and usually strange enough bearded men of my sort of age come up <laughs> to me and sort of go oh brilliant i love seeing that i remember space Nine Nine Nine. very good um weirdly the guy um that plays uh, rollo on vikings who i went there to get his autograph he recognized it and it was like oh i love space Nine Nine Nine. can <laughs> i can i touch your comlock sort of thing <laughs> um, and then the next day i thought i'm going to wear my uh, Avon season four, and I thought no one's going to recognise this. And I had more attention from people saying, "Oh, that's Avon in it, Blake 7 remember? So I think you'll be surprised. I think a lot yeah. of people will
0: recognise it. Oh, it's, going it's got to, a bigger I, following, I, I think, looking... than they think. Yeah, no, it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. All right, all right, okay. Well, that's our special episode yep. over. So we're back. We're, we're, we're back to square one and Season 1 next time. So, uh, uh, everyone, get ready for our next one. Um, next time, we're going to discuss Simon, or uh, the head in the tank from The Web.
1: Yes, The Web. I'm looking forward to that one. I, um, I've i not watched that episode too often, um, but it is one that sort of stuck in my mind from the first time round.
0: Well, I'm really looking forward to this, because yeah. I watched it the other day, and... Oh, did you? <laughs> and like many of these stories you haven't watched them in a while and you have su- some sort of like vague memory or an, a yeah. vague opinion and i was surprised how much i enjoyed it oh good so, so 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 yeah it'll be interesting to see what you make of it as well okay nice one all right okay ian all right um i've got to go and put this bell stuff away now um so uh yeah um to be continued okay
1: yes well don't forget when you get a picture of your helmet you need to post it um I... But, uh, yeah, I've enjoyed this one. It's been great stuff. Thank you very
0: much. When I've got my helmet in my hands, you'll be the first to see it, all right?
1: Excellent, yes.
0: All right, (laughs) right. okay. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, Ian. See
1: you. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye.